Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Famous last words. You've heard them before. <laughs> kind of like, what are the rednecks' last words, Bob? How does that go? Hey, everybody, watch this. Hey, everybody, watch this. Or, trust me, I've done this before. Or there, <laughs> there's the classic tombstone marker. I told you I was sick. So... <laughs> <laughs> The question on the Christian Car Guys show today is, what will be your car's famous last words? And as you might imagine, I've put some together we can talk about. <laughs> like, the way you are driving is so perplexing. Please watch the road instead of texting. Or another one I have selected. Pull over right now. What are you thinking? Don't you see my red temperature light is blinking? That sent a mini a car to the yard. It has sent a few to the yard. <laughs> yes, we're, yes, we're here with Bob Young, our Christian junkyard guy, and he he's aware that these these sayings have been used by more than one automobile in their time. So here's another one that I know has brought Bob quite a bit of metal over the years. My days are done, it would appear, for you weren't alert at dusk and watching for deer. <laughs> Those fuzzy little creatures do a lot of business for me, that's for sure. They do, uh, but I don't want to have all the fun today, so this is your opportunity to be creative, to create your own little saying. What would some famous car last words be? If you were to th- some, come up with a little rhyme like that, how fun is that? You call us, 866-348-7. Get those, get those creative juices flowing this morning. There you go. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in, 866-34-TRUTH, for the digitally gifted Bob that know how to do that. And, we're, of course, we have loads of these kind of things today because there's a reason. There's a method to my madness. We are live today. Emphasis on the madness. Yeah, we're live from <laughs> King, North Carolina. And Stu Epperson happens to be the owner of Truth Broadcasting. He wrote a book, The Last Words of Jesus. And he's got a book signing event up here at Gullion's Christian Supply in King today. And so we got a classic car cruise in. We got food. We got prizes. We got all sorts of stuff. So if you're in the area today, by all means, make your way up to Gullion's Christian Supply in King. But right now, we're just thinking about it from a car standpoint. What could we learn? What could we glean from some of these cars' famous last words that might help us all to have our cars last a little bit longer if we don't, you know, if they don't have to use these on us, right, Bob? I need to teach the cars my song. (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. We'll we'll go over that in a minute. But anyway, coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the real black book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding the last words of Jesus. You know, we're going to be talking about those today on the show. What did he say from the cross? The, of course, they weren't his last words because he's still talking to us today. Talk to me this morning. Yes, sir. But what were the last words of Jesus from the cross, and how can that change your life forever? It is, in Robbie world, Palm Sunday Eve. 
I don't know if you knew that, Bob, but yes, sir. it is officially Palm Sunday Eve. <laughs> I'm scared of Robbie World. It sounds like a horror story. <laughs> so as we embrace Holy Week coming up, really, I want to talk about these words and what they might could show us and that we can experience coming into Holy Week. And I'm going to share that with you at the end of the show coming up in our appraisal by the real black book. Of course, we are highlighting this book, Last Words of Jesus, and... Many of my little sayings that we've come up with, and the book, and all sorts of stuff, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com. So if you make your way to ChristianCarGuy.com, you get all the details on the event today in King. There's all these little sayings and your chance to order Stu's book. And there's a CD that goes with it that we're going to play a little music from at the end of the show. So you want to find out all about that. If you're wondering, what in the world am I listening to? This is a Christian Car Guy show, bringing the kingdom of God through an automotive platform. On this show, we talk about things like grace car driving and not speeding because, you know, if you're following Jesus. And not texting. And not texting. (laughs) He would be going the speed limit. And we believe in staying out of the bondage of car debt, taking care of your car because you see old tractors out in the elements. They're still running since the 40s. Well, if you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do. Now, last week, Bob, you missed it. We had a caller call in. That had her husband's tractor <clears throat> had slipped down into a lake because of the ice and snow. Mm. And the insurance company was working with him, whatever. So he got out of the lake. It was a 1970s vintage tractor. And he was telling his wife that, you know, I, I listened to Christian Car Guy show and I could make this thing come back to life. There you go. And then it caught on fire and burnt their, their barn down. But then God was with it. And, and, and it was a miraculous story, which I would point out if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com. We have podcasts of all our previous shows and the amazing calls that we get, and um, it's so much fun to see what God does through our listeners. And, of course, this is a live show, and so we are waiting for your call to tell us what you think would be famous car dying last words, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We would love to hear your say, by all means. And... Moving on, we have the Jesus Labor Love, which I've got a story to share with that here in a little bit. But when it comes to some of these famous last words, did you know, I did not know this, Bob, that apparently Sir Walter Raleigh, who those of you living in Raleigh today, and we have lots of stations in Raleigh that carry our show, did you know that he got his head chopped off? And his his last words... (laughs) Seriously, these were Sir Walter Raleigh's last words right before he got his head chopped off. This is sharp medicine, but surely a remedy for all evils. <laughs> wow. Uh, see what you learn by listening to this show. <laughs> did that happen here? Did it happen here? I mean, in this, no, it, no, he went back to England, got himself in some trouble for apparently a, a starting a war. Oh. Yeah, that, the people take offense to that. They did, they? and the next thing you know, he, he lost his head over the whole deal. It, it was just embarrassing. Mm. But anyway, so, but these, these car last words we're hoping to learn from. And so, feeling frictionally strange. Frictionally, I developed that word just for this show. My engine is feeling frictionally strange. Perhaps 15,000 miles ago, my oil should have been changed. Bob, there's a whole bunch of... Um, 15,000 miles over? That's extreme. It is. And there's been a lot of cars make uh, make it to the yard just because of 
people not changing the oil. And it tickles me. Well, it's bad for them, but sometimes you see a car come in and uh, the oil is just fresh as it can be and just clear and, and just pristine oil in it. And you crank it up and it's knocking and a banging. And that's where they tried to heal it with an oil change instead of preventing the trouble with an oil change. You know, and it just doesn't work out that well. Yeah, that is something to think about, that if you have been really, really remiss, that you got to be really careful because uh, healing things with the oil change <laughs> is uh, – and then yeah. sometimes people think, well, I can put that really thick oil in there and get my oh, oil yeah. pressure up. Yeah. There's lots of little tricks like that that you might – Can go backwards. They can go backwards. <laughs> can go way backwards. Here's another one that I know is, is ended up with putting a few cars in the yard for you. It is driving in a frenzy. You look so hyper. All I need is some new windshield wipers. <laughs> I'm kind of guilty, guilty of that because when it's not raining, you know, you don't really notice the wipers are bad. And then when it is raining, you know, you're and you realize they're, they are bad. You're already out on the road and, you know, you're not there at the garage and or you're not at the store that's got the wipers. But, uh, yeah, that's... Um, so many people end up with bad wipers, and uh, it's just uh, it can be quite dangerous for you, especially this time of year, Bob. Because you know the ice, and that you know either you were driving with the wipers going across ice and snow, or that kind of thing, and so it's just hard on them. It's but very hard on. Them. Very inexpensive. In fact, most parts stores will add, if you pull up there and say, "I need wiper blades." They will put them on for you. Put them on for you and charge almost nothing for the for the service of doing that. And what a difference it makes mm. in safety because mm. there's nothing like a fresh set of wiper blades. Because when it's rainy, it's already dangerous. Or when it's snowing or when it's icing, you know, you already got problems. So, right. who needs? And I'm glad you reminded me because every time <laughs> Lori drives my truck and it rains or, you know, like if she, she drives the dually when we go into the beach or something and... uh uh, I'll be in the other vehicle going down, and, and she'll be like, if we run through rain, she's like, Bob, your wipers, your wipers are just, you know, shot, completely shot. You know, if the truth was told, Bob, <laughs> my wife's van, we're fixed to actually leave for New York here when I leave the, the, this evening, and so we'll be on our way. And I better get some, you know, I can pull over to any parts store, and those those Rain-X ones are really good, too, my <laughs> <laughs> well, we're having fun with what's your car's famous last words. We're out here at Billions Live today. We would love to see you. Please call us, 866-348-7884. History has shown since the day that people spoke that folks are often known for what they say before they croak. St. Lawrence was a martyr whose humor wouldn't fade. Even Roman soldiers couldn't rain on his parade. He stayed bizarrely cheerful as they roasted him alive. Turn me over. I'm done on this side. He got a little crispy, but his final words survived. There you go today. What will your car's final words be? That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. You know those famous last words like, I wonder what this button will do. Well, what <laughs> what will be your car's famous last words? Like, well, we'll get into these in just a minute. We got Jerome is in Chester. 
field in Chesterfield, and we'd love to talk to him. Jerome, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Yes, hello. Good morning. Yeah, what you hello? got for us? Yes, you're on the air. Okay, good. Thank you, sir. Uh, good to be on. Great to have that y'all took my call. I have a question. I had my vehicle inspected, and they rejected it for brakes and ball joints. I had subsequently, I had, they wanted to charge me like a thousand and some dollars for rear and front brakes and replace a ball, a ball joint. So I took it back where I bought the car from. Luckily, it was still under warranty. And wow. they re- put brakes on it. They replaced both ball joints. And I go back, but they didn't do inspections. I go back to the place, and they tell me uh, I need upward ball joints. <laughs> mm. Inspection rejection is a bad thing, isn't it? And you're in Virginia, I take it. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's I a challenge. some kind of way about this, you know, that somebody, I mean, why then when they replaced the other ball joints, they didn't notice the upper ball joints that would have needed a replacement. Or, Which is or, really just, um, it's kind of, what kind of car is it, Jerome? It's a Chevy Blazer 5.3 liter, uh, 2006. Wow, that just seems really... I, I highly suggest that you try another inspection station because, uh, I mean, there's numerous ones. There are in North Carolina. I'm not sure about in Virginia, but I would try another inspection station. Did you go back to the same one again? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm with Bob. I would get another opinion because I just think that's really, really stretching it that you'd have all four ball joints, you know, go out in a... Yeah. In a car of that vintage, and it just seems like they're trying to sell some work. It seems like that. I'm not. I, I can't speak for them, but I have kind of a, a I thing. have a 2001, and all my ball joints are still in, impeccable. Just you know, no problem at all. So, I believe you might can, uh, you know, do serve yourself well by going to another inspection station. A, a, a old Red, although it's a Dodge. It has 375,000 miles with all four of its original ball joints. So to say that all four, there's something just it does not seem likely unless, you know, the you live on a road that's extremely um, no. pot red well, or something like that. I, yeah. think, I, I think they're giving me the business. We're, we're going. Yeah, I think, I think it's time for a second opinion or maybe a third one. Thank you, Jerome. Yeah. I appreciate your call. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Well, you're welcome to call with any question you might have, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We're up here in King today with our boss, Stu Epperson's book signing, The Last Words of Jesus, which we're going to get into that and all in a, in a little bit. Uh, but we got a classic car show going up here, all sorts of prizes. This is a wonderful time to make your way to King. If you're anywhere in this area, we would love to see it. We'll be broadcasting through noon. But getting back to the last words that your car may be um, saying, and I know some of them ended up in your yard, Bob, based on this one. Here's the car speaking. Slow down, slow down. I'll never stop pleading because you could kill someone with all of this speeding. Could be the number one factor uh, of cars getting maybe right behind the oil change, but, you know, people speeding uh, we were talking about the old hot rods there, uh, the Pontiac GTO Judge that was out there a few years, well, several years ago, late 60s, and um, somebody said, why don't you see many of them around anymore? I said, well, they were so fast, most of them got wrapped around a tree, you know? 
<laughs> they were just incredibly fast cars, and uh, but so many of them, you know, endured severe accidents. And, and here's the thing that I really has convicted me on speeding is that so many te- teenagers, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but so many teacher, teenagers, one of the major causes of teenage deaths in driving is their speeding. And, the, and the, they just don't have the experience to speed. And we don't realize the peer pressure of speeding. But if you want to understand the peer pressure of speeding, I promise you, me and Caleb, when we're on our way back to Winston-Salem today, we'll be going the speed limit. And cars will be up on our tailgate. Cars will be flying by us. There's all kinds of peer pressure to get you to do what others do. Now, can you imagine this poor teenager that's driving, and you're flying by him, or you're up on their tailgate, and you don't know when you're pulling up behind somebody. and, and Intimidating. Intimidating them. And that peer pressure could literally cost them their life. And, and so we are being an example body of christ observing the laws you know can can have a huge and 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 you can have peer pressure the other way by the way because i know um there's a few people in town that recognize old red when they see it and they'll come flying up on me (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like coming flying up on your preacher you know oh yeah you know or a a trooper (laughs) in an unmarked car you know up conviction so, what are your famous last words? We would love to hear yours. I'm pretty excited because I'm going to get to see my mom next week this time, but she's got some words for us. Mom, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I know you have a little something for us. Yeah. Uh, uh, the car said her name was Sapphire. Oops. I guess she didn't see the sign slippery when wet. <laughs> yes, that could happen, and does happen, and we got to slow down or slippery when icy. Yeah, has that, either one has that works. Hap- has that happened to you? Oh yeah, <laughs> on my way to work, right oh, into the guardrail, smash. <laughs> and that was that was a that was a gremlin bomb. A grandma? And I don't know if it made its way to your yard because it was a beautiful little car. Well, I tell you what, uh, guardrails are so much more forgiving than the cables they have in the meter, middle of the road. Oh, they I are. call those the cheese graters because if you oh, run man. it through the wire, you bend every panel on the on the car. All right, we got a lot more car famous last words. Thanks for calling in, Mom. We need your call eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. We're live up here in King. Come join us eight six six three four eight. 7884 History has shown since the day that people spoke that folks are often known for what they say before they croak. St. Lawrence was a martyr whose humor wouldn't fade. Even Roman soldiers couldn't rain on his parade. He stayed bizarrely cheerful as they roasted him alive. Turn me over. I'm done on this side. He got a little crispy, but his final words survived. Famous last words today on the Christian Car Guy Show. What will your car's last words be? (laughs) We're talking about that because the last words of Jesus, the book signing that we're up here at Gullion's Christian Supply and King today, but also, it's a, it's a very significant issue when it comes to cars and the things your car might say in its last words might teach us something. And so we're talking about that today. But 
I've got a few last words here that kind of tickled me. There was a general in the Civil War by the name of General Sedgwick. <laughs> his famous last words, which probably weren't too funny to his family, is they couldn't hit an elephant at that distance. <laughs> they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. All right. And then, the, you know, Mel Blanc, who was the voice of uh, Bugs Bunny and all that, you know, it is, it's on his tombstone, actually. It says, that's all, folks. You can say it better, Bob. That's all, folks. <laughs> and, and another one of my favorites is, is, is reported. I'm not sure, but it said that Merv Griffin on his, it says, I will not be right back after these messages. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what it says. So how about your car? You know, these are some issues. So I I created some of them, and we would love to hear yours. Or if you have any question today, you call us on the Christian Car Guy Show. We'd love to hear it. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Here you go. This is the car speaking. What's that vibration? You're giving me the shakes. Isn't it time you are checking my brakes? You know, I don't know. I I appraised a lot of cars in my time over the years, Bob's, and it was amazing to me how many times people would have rotors that were so far warped it was just absolutely. You hit the brakes and you felt like you know you were getting a massage or something. And when they get to that point, you know, that, oh, I got to get brake shoes, but new brake shoes are still going to sh- shimmy and shake if the rotors are warped, and it's really not that big of a fix to get the rotors turned at the same time too. And you're sitting there thinking. Well, this is no big deal. I can handle it, vibration as I'm coming up to the stoplight, whatever. The issue is that all of a sudden here comes this panic stop, and you've got to both steer and brake at the same time, and you've got all the shenanigans going on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans is a good word. Yes, I, I like that. It's not a time to have shenanigans when you're in an emergency situation, and that's what brakes are for. So if you're getting that, you know, it's just not safe and something that you need to, to, to uh, attend to. Now, here's one of your personal favorites, Bob. You told me this results in many a car being in your yard. Yes, sir. It does. Or, or buying parts to repair it, you know. Yeah, which, by the way, we would love for you to call us with yours. We know you're thinking one up, so by all means, 866-348-7884. Here you go. This is the car speaking again. You're following too close. I'm just stating it will be the end of us if you don't keep, stop this tailgating. It is. It's. There's more rear-end collisions. I believe that's the number one accident out there, isn't it? It is. It's where people are just falling too close. And and in North Carolina, you can actually follow at a safe distance. Now, in some states, I was I was driving in New Jersey last year on our mission trip, and you can't drive that far back because people would just right in front of you if you're at a safe distance, and then you have to end up backing up from them. But it, it's just... Uh, an accident waiting to happen and here's a you know i think some people don't actually know what a safe distance would be and so the the rule of thumb these days is a second for every you know mile 10 miles per hour so if you're going 35 miles an hour you should be able to count to three before you get to where that car was that you're following so you got about a three second following just you're three seconds behind at 30 miles an hour you'd be seven seconds behind at 70 miles an hour is, is the way you can do that so that it, you manage it by your speed because those are things that, that take distance. And speaking of that very issue, we have another one that's along these same lines that I've created. Now, I don't want to hog all the fun, so now I know you guys are creative out there. Call us, 866-348-7884. But 
This one is watch your back. The risks are well known. Rear ending is common when in a work zone. Okay, now you talk about where you're likely to get rear ended is if you're the guy who's following the work zone speed zone sign. There you go. There <laughs> oh, you my go. word. And, again, since I normally drive the speed limit, I won't say every minute of every day I do, but I really I, I try to ask God for help here. If you are going the speed limit in a work zone, you are really going to find yourself in a, in a difficult situation. So you really have to watch your back and, you know, flash your lights and do all sorts of stuff. And you may actually even have to speed up in order to, Avoid getting smashed. Avoid getting smashed. <laughs> because in work zone, there are way more people killed in work zones that are drivers than there are the people working. And the reason it is, is people come up on the back of you like there's no tomorrow. So I, I'd like to encourage local people to, if you're um, driving 52 south, just south of uh, Business 40 on 52 the lanes changed. Now, they have just painted them and got a good a good set of lines there. But a couple of weeks ago or a month or so ago, you know, people would just, it was hard to stay in the lanes. And uh, that was really a necessary time to be running the uh, proper speed limit there. There you go. And that goes right along with number 18 here, which is, you know, my fender's my hood. You will soon be bashing if you cross that line with your unsafe passing. <laughs> Oh, a few man. cars, that's a really scary one, Bob. Exactly, exactly. Uh, pretty easy to get hung up if you're if you're passing where you're not supposed to. There's a reason that double line is there, you know. That's right. And, again, if you're just tuning in, you're wondering, what are we talking about? The last words your car may speak. Because we're at the last words of Jesus book signing event up here at the Goliath Christian Supply in King, North Carolina today. Stu Epperson, the owner of Truth Broadcasting, will be up here a while in a little bit signing books. We'd love to see you. And, of course, uh, we are enjoying these last words. Myself, I got to make these up, and so now I get to laugh at my own jokes, which everybody knows that Robbie loves to laugh at his own stuff. But this is a really good one. I like this. When getting gas, the consequences are dire. For getting back in your car will cause a static fire. There you go, Bob. Do you know that nine out of ten gas station fires are caused when somebody, especially in the winter, decides, you know, it's awfully cold out there, and they got this wonderful wool sweater on, <laughs> and they have a wool jacket on, and they are wearing their boots and all that stuff. And when they get back in their car, well, they, you know, they set the gas thing on where it's filling up. When you get back out and you grab that gas handle, yeah, pow, yeah. Pow, there goes the static discharge, and if there's vapors right there, it's just like a bomb ready to go off. So here's the thing. How can you prevent that? There's two ways. Number one, don't get out of your car. and you know, If you never let go of the gas handle while you're filling up with gas, you obviously are never going to have a chance of having a static charge. But the other thing you can do is before you touch, you know, if you just absolutely have got to do it, Pop, then ground yourself before you grab, grab the gas handle. So you, what you can do is touch the edge of the gas pump, you know, right. clear away from where you're getting gas. Like Just that. touch the end of the metal gas pump. You ground yourself. You get rid of your static charge there. Then you can come back and grab. So if you've got to let go for some reason other than you need to get in your car to get warm. Well, that's good to know because I'm, I'm I think, high voltage or something because I'm all the time shocking my wife or shocking, uh, you know, myself or even the dog. You know, I can reach over and pow, you know, he's yipping and carrying on and wondering what he did, you know. I think um, something about my makeup has got the... Uh, 
Well, it, I'm it happens. Constantly charged, I guess. And, 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 and again, and if you're in the radio world, you get static, and you touch one of our boards, and you'll take everybody off the air. So. You're always looking for something you can ground yourself. If you're in a situation where a static charge might cause an explosion or might cause electrical problems, you're looking for some place like a mic tower or something that where you can ground yourself before, you know, it's too late because, you know, you only got one shot at this thing. So here's another one. This this has put a lot of cars in your yard, Bob. And I'm still I'm waiting for the the call of calls that somebody's got one they've thought up and they're going to call us at 866-348-7884 but the length here come this your car's talking the length of our life will sure be lousy if you don't get some sleep and drive keep stop driving drowsy that's <clears throat> i that's the beginning of me getting my sleep study done i'd got up i'd had eight hours of sleep i got up at five thirty and uh drove to raleigh and I was driving home from Raleigh after doing my business down there, and and I found myself falling asleep. And I'm like, wow, there's something up with this. And uh, we did a little research, and uh, one of my neighbors happened to work at a, uh, a place that has a sleep study lab. And um, I went and was tested and found out that I had sleep apnea. And uh, I was able to, um, you know, get the CPAP machine, and now all my sleeping the hours I am asleep is actually good sleep, and it's just made the biggest difference in the world in my life. And the truck drivers will tell you, just pull over to a rest area. There you Get go. an hour nap. It makes all the difference. Driving drowsy is a really dangerous thing. You're not only in your wife, your wife's family, your own family, but you've got other people's families as well. we got a few more last words to share. we got the last words of Jesus coming up. Stay tuned. We are live here in King, 866 of Jesus by Richard Kingsmore. That's the CD that goes with the book. The Last Words of Jesus by Stu Epperson. That's an awesome thing. You can find that book. You can find a CD, all that stuff at ChristianCarGuy.com. And again, today we are live at Gullion's Christian Supply in King at this book signing for The Last Words of Jesus. We're going to be talking about Last Words of Jesus, but right now we're, we're talking about a few last words. And... <laughs> You know, there's there's fun there's some fun tombstones out there, Bob. If you look, and I found this one. This is real. I saw this was a real tombstone. It said, "Ma loves Pa, Pa loves women. Ma caught Pa with two in swimming. Here lies Pa." <laughs> and, and there was a car salesman, and it was this honest tombstone. This could be on mine. I made a lot of deals in my life, but I went into the hole on this one. <laughs> so how about those famous last words we got robert is in raleigh robert you're on the christian car guy show good morning 
you. You got a 97 corroded radiator, it sounds like. Yeah, we have a 97 GMC Jimmy. And it's been in storage for a long time. And uh, when we started driving it, uh, we discovered that it had been uh, been using the Dexcool brand of uh, coolant, which caused a lot of engine damage over the years to many people. Mm. Yeah. And then they, they took it off the market. So we uh, it overheated one day, and then we... We opened up the radiator cap, and we saw all kinds of corrosion in there. And so we found out that we had to have a new radiator, water pump, and hoses and thermostats put in, which we did. And it ran good for about nine months. And then it started overheating again. And we were wondering if there is any corrosion inside the engine block where the cooling jacket is, might there be some way to do a power flush just to see if we can maybe loosen up any corrosion and uh, get some, some coolant flowing in there, flowing in there again? I believe that what I, you know, there's a lot of folks that have those power flushers for transmissions that would probably be able to, to configure a way to do that through the radiator. I've never seen one. Again, the pressures are different. What are you mm-hmm. thinking, Bob? Um, well, I mean, you can get your radiator flushed out, but this he's talking about it in, inside the engine. So uh, the people that I know that flush radiators, you take the radiator out of the vehicle and take it to them. And uh, I'm just wondering if you might have some head gasket damage. That's the thing I was thinking, that's, too. Uh, that is just a sure sign of overheating. You know, that's going to cause overheating. It's not the only cause of overheating, but uh, keep an eye on your engine oil. And if your engine oil begins to look like chocolate milk. Well, actually, there's <laughs> easy. There's a there's a test kit you can get at almost any parts store that you put in the radiator, and it shows if there's any oxygen coming through the head gasket. It turns with a certain color and all that. Hey, so uh-huh. technology. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If, if that, that would be the, my most likely culprit would be that you've got a head gasket issue, and there is a product you can get in at any parts store that will tell you that by putting it in the coolant if you've got a head gasket leaking because the oxygen in there uh, or the air coming through the system does that. So that's that would be my thing, Robert. Mm-hmm. God bless you. And... By all means, at Christian Car Guy, there's an Ask an Expert page there. And if you'll email me, I will send that out to some folks who are experts on that exact product. Because that, okay. that whole system was really strange because of the different coolant that they used. And I would like to get somebody who's a little bit more expert than me and Bob on that particular one. But thank you, Robert. Well, thank bless you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We have Anne is in Huntersville. She's got some last words for us. Anne, what have you got? Hi there, Robbie. Yeah, in uh, the 1980s, uh, this has to do with uh, drowsy driving. Uh, I was driving with my husband from the L.A. area to Northern California and on sort of a boring stretch on the 5 freeway, and he stopped to get gas and decided to get a double-dip ice cream. And his famous, nearly famous last words were, oh, I'll be fine, when I said, don't eat that ice cream because you're going to fall asleep at the wheel. And he said, oh, no, no, I'll be fine, you know. And sure enough, as we're driving along about 10 minutes later, <laughs> I, I happened to look over, thankfully, and he was asleep. Ah. And, of course, the thing not to do is, to, is uh, you should, I should have gently said, darling, you're going off the road. <laughs> instead, I, We don't want to get creamed. <laughs> that's true. Better, better to just, instead of doing that and saying that, instead of yelling, wake up, we're going to die. <laughs> that's not a good idea either. Well, that'll well keep him awake longer, though. There you go. <laughs> God bless you, Ann. Thank you for calling in. That's awesome.
Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to get to these last words of Jesus. What were they? And I, I think just to, you know, in Stu's book, uh, I, I wish I had the time to, to, to that you would enjoy these words, especially Holy Week. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can click on the book and order it. But get a real study on all these. But the first words that he said from the cross were, Father, forgive them. And that was a word of prayer. It's interesting that Jesus' first thing he does when he gets there is he goes to the Father in prayer. And that prayer is that we would be forgiven. And how huge is that? I, we, we could spend the whole show on just that. But it, the second word from the cross was, today you'll be with me in paradise, he said to the thief. And that was a word of pardon. But that's a study all in of itself. If you really thought about that the first person to come into heaven didn't get baptized. <laughs> you know, they made a confession there on that cross that day but there was another guy who asked to be pardoned up there too because he said if you're the christ come down and save both of us but he didn't say it with the attitude that got him where he needed to go and bob my attitude at time <laughs> yeah, bob can get an attitude sometimes. the third word that he said was son behold your mother and mother behold your son which was a word of paternity again uh it's interesting that christ thought was for his mother who, who was had to be suffering terribly there, and his heart was breaking, I'm sure, and then his disciple that he loved. But he made a connection there. And that was a connection that I saw when I visited Ephesus years, a few years ago, that John took care of Mary clear up to her death, and there's, there's still keep the, the place up there in Ephesus, if you ever go there, where he did that. And that was a relationship that went clear to that. And the fourth word he said from the cross was a word of passion, which was, I thirst. And this was the only word that spoke to Jesus' own issues as he was going through this. But here is the water of life. There's so much, again, in all these words that you can find out in Stu's book. Um, the last words of Jesus, this is such an amazing study. So we're, we're definitely uh, uh, just, what a week to do that to really be thinking, what did Jesus say as he died on the cross, and how does that change your life forever? Now, is it, it, it kind of crescendos for me, because he gets up to that fifth word, and, uh, excuse me, as he gets up to the sixth word, he says, it is finished. And interestingly, we've talked about this before on the show, that in the sixth day of creation, it was finished, and that was a, a word of perfection, you see. It was good. And so, we don't want to miss out on the last words, which is, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. And so, that was a word of peace. But if we all could rest there, into your hands, I commend my spirit, it was actually a Jewish prayer that, 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 that mothers would teach their children. And so, it's interesting that Jesus was quoting a prayer that he probably heard when he was a child. But his last word, like his first word, was a word to his father. It was a prayer into your hands I commend my spirit. And how about all of us just doing that? Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show today. We'll look forward to hearing from you next week. In the meantime, go to ChristianCarGuy.com.